I mean, seriously, Dave. I know everyone loved the dude, but enough with the Kobe stuff. Well, that actually was something I'm, I was going to ask you about. I'm so fatigued. I'm I'm done with it. Well, let, let me let me humorize this some way for you, seeing as you're done with it. I don't think there's any funny side of what happened. Oh, no, no. <laughs> to so this, at the same time, well, not exactly the same time, but the same day mm. that Kobe Bryant and eight other people and eight other people died in a helicopter crash. In case really, anyone hasn't heard about it, a, a, impossible. A, a sad sad story of a woman up in Harvey Bay who was because it was Australia Day was involved in a lamington eating competition and she choked to death on lamington on a lamington on Australia Day so the question has to be asked mm. what's what's worse Kobe Bryant's death or somebody dying from a lamington poisoning on a on Australia Day honestly like if you look at it from the point of view of the media cycle very bad luck for that lady because if there was no Kobe thing, that she would have been across national news. Yeah, she didn't probably didn't get anything. She was on the, on a website, news website though. Oh God, a Lamington eating contest, you say? Yeah. Well, do we know what the prize was? Was it worth dying for? No. Oh God. But the question has to be raised, and this is a question I have for you. Are Lamingtons even that good? I like lamingtons, yeah. Now, are we talking like lamingtons without cream in the middle or lamingtons with cream in the middle? I, I like just the classic one, just the sponge. They're dog shit. With the, the chocolate and the coconut. They're dog shit. It's one of the few ways I actually enjoy eating like desiccated coconut. Well, I'm telling you now, they're dog shit. It's alright, man. Dry shit. Now, you probably just... Have you ever had homemade lamingtons? I don't know. Oh, dude. Oh, they're, they're crap. They're just... They're, 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 I don't understand why it's such a big... Oh, fucking Australian thing. I wouldn't own up to it. They're pretty plain. Pretty dodge. Well, what would you prefer? I would if prefer... If it's not the Lamington, what else was it going to be? Well, something else. I'm not sure. I'd prefer a come nice... On, come on, a, Chief. A vanilla sponge with jam and cream in the middle. That's better than a Lamington. My nana used to do a really good strawberry and cream sponge roll. Yeah, that would be sick. That's a, that's a v, don't they call them something? A v, Viennese, they, Viennese roll or some shit? Yeah, there could be a fancy name for it, but man, she was a pretty good baker and her Lamingtons were the bomb, so I don't know what to tell you. Lamingtons suck. That's all I've got to say. And, I they, and, now, and now it's proof that they do suck because not only do they taste like dog shit, they kill people. You're going to blame the lamington? Well, fact. She, <laughs> she died from a lamington. How, how many other lamingtons got eaten on Australia Day without fatalities? Well... Bloody millions. But now, now the percentage of deaths from lamingtons has gone up. So, I mean, did anybody die in Australia from anything else Australian-related? Who knows? But all I can tell you is somebody died on Australia Day in a lamington. They're fucking on Australian. That's what they are. You see that as a failing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if you're going to choke to death on some pastry, have the have the good decency to do it on an appropriate date. Yep. That's, I don't know if that's the takeaway. I, I a lot of a lot of people have been killed in these sort of eating contests. Yeah, that shit happens all the time, man. I don't, well, think, I don't think people appreciate how how difficult that sort of stuff is. It's. I should clarify. She didn't 
just choked to death on Lamington. She had some other issues going on as well. So she started choking on Lamington and then she had heart failure. So she probably had underlying issues. It wasn't just the Lamington that killed her. Hey, was this like a healthy, regular person? No. Well, I don't know. Obviously not. She how, had, old, how old were they? Oh, 60 something. Fuck off. <laughs> I definitely don't care about this story now. 60 is enough. But what's, what's like, what in your eyes, which, which is a better story? Kobe or Lamington death? Death by Lamington. Uh, the thing that's wearing me thin on the Kobe thing is just like, in, in, initially there was a lot of misreporting going on. So kind of, I'm annoyed at the media for being so desperate for a scoop on a tragic story. Couldn't be bothered to get it right. Apparently they'd put it out um, on the web before family have even been notified, right? Pretty dirty shit, mm-hmm. really. So that aspect of it was disgusting because it was just like such a feeding frenzy on it, which still continues. Like every every blog and website in the world is like churning out Kobe tribute still. But everyone sort of is the that effect of they're all good blokes when they're dead right so people are only just jazzing on about what a good basketball he was but his personal and private life eh, pretty it's, it's speculation though we've had this <laughs> conversation i actually looked it up and did a bit of research on it after you said it to me because i inadvertently said it to someone else and then thought i better check my facts before i actually start spewing a, them to people not a bad idea but and uh no he didn't get convicted for anything I never said he was convicted. He he was charged with sexual assault. And it got dropped? Because of what was presumed to be witness intimidation. So the woman that was... That's not what it said in what I read. Man, there's always going to be different points of view. But for me, it was part of his past and his character that I could never get past. Because he did end up making a public apology after the, the civil case was settled out of court. So... He, he accepted responsibility for what happened in that situation. Uh, did you read the apology? Because I did. All I'm saying is... He didn't apologise for that. Oh, look, it was the most carefully worded thing in the world, right? Like, you would have had six lawyers working overtime making sure that it was just enough. But... Without crossing that line. To be devil's advocate here... Sure. Um, aren't you innocent until proven guilty? What I'm saying is, you have to. You're making him guilty by association. There was very, very sus circumstances around that whole thing, right? And I've, I've got the way I feel about that sort of thing. Um, and he's not the only sports person to have been mixed up in this sort of thing. It happens way too often, and more often than not, they skate on it, right? And a big part of that is just people are willing to overlook it just because he was awesome at basketball. You got some other dirtbag who's not an NBA star, he probably does get convicted on that charge. But what about um, the, you've obviously, you've, you've watched Silicon Valley, so you, you've seen mm. the episode where they had somebody, um, a patent troll. Sure. Couldn't this be a similar circumstance where people troll stars just to get them in the shit to try and fleece them out of money because it's cheaper for them to just pay them out than it is to pay lawyers to battle it out? I'm not denying that it happens, but I think in the majority of cases... The genuine accusations that's my belief fair enough and I think the the trend over the last few years definitely has been towards trying to be more accepting of 
survivors' accounts of these type of things happening. But the long and the short of it is, I don't know if you can, you know, anoint him a saint when there was some very serious questions about his past. But because, I, think because it, I think that's all a matter of opinion, though. Sure, that's my opinion, and I'm not alone in it, but I think that's why it's been grinding me down. It's people, I think a lot of people purely unaware of even that history. Yeah. I'll be honest though, I couldn't give a fuck that he died. Yeah, it's it's, it's not. I'm, why, sorry, why? let me just put that in a different different. No, no, phrase. I think that's a fair way to put it because like, I don't know the bloke. No, and the only reason people are frothing is because he was, you know, famous. Meanwhile, you've got how many people dead in friggin' China mm-hmm. from from uh, coronavirus? What well, you know? How, how many do they? How many of Chinese people have to die before it's equal to a Kobe? You know what I mean? I'd say probably about six hundred million dollars worth. Six hundred million. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where it comes to. But I mean that that in itself gives you an insight into what the the Western media prioritizes, right? It's you know. Yeah, but it's like anything in it. Like when that helicopter crashed in the UK with the Premier League, the boss from the Premier League, it was mm. all over the press over there. I'm fucking hear shit about it over here because nobody fucking knew about him. Nobody knew who he was. Yeah, so it's not going to sell a newspaper. No, so it's just... It's, it's clickbait. Not, it's not going to get mouth breathers to tune into the seven nightly news. Yeah, well, everyone's heard of Kobe, so they just whacked it on the news to to sell advertising spots on their web pages. And Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I've got nothing but sympathy for his surviving family. Like, obviously to them, it's a tragedy of the, the worst magnitude. But the way the media latches onto this stuff and runs with it, I mean, there was one outlet, I think it was in the UK, that was in such a rush to air a tribute to Kobe, they actually aired a tribute to LeBron James. So they had a package already pre-made for LeBron James in the case of his tragic death, I suppose. They rolled rolled that footage instead of the Kobe package. Dumbasses. Anyway, enough death talk. (laughs) This is supposed to be light entertainment. Um, Yeah, fair enough. Silicon Valley, we, I just brought it up. I had, uh, hit HBO comedy series. I've just been watching, um, trying to catch up to the latest episodes. Yep. And uh, one of the episodes was, um, uh, you obviously know it, when he dumped his girlfriend because she liked to use space instead of tab. This is a really common debate in programming circles. So I, I don't really understand what the difference is and I frankly don't give a fuck, but... Because um, I mean, that show is really good at insider humor in that type of industry, and that that was a pretty good one. I found humor in the fact that he was just OCD about something, not what he was OCD about. So, yeah. I mean, you can find humor in any part of that joke, no matter what. But it got me thinking. Everyone's got their weird little. Mm-hmm. What have you got, L? Where should I start? Weird little things that you do <laughs> that make no sense whatsoever to anybody but you. Or even not even to you, but you just do it. Yeah. One of my go-to examples is adjusting volume controls. So whether it's a TV or your car stereo or something like that. Can I take a guess? I, I don't okay, know what okay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess because I've got one like that too. All right. Is it you've got to have it on an even number? It depends on which system it is. So, oh, so you're even worse than me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. At home on the TV, it's 
in orders of 10. So it's 0 to 100. Yeah. So 90, 80, 70. That's where the volume's got to be. In the car, I go by... What's in the car? Threes. I go by threes in the car. You're a maniac. <laughs> Why? I didn't put any disclaimer on it. it. To me... It, what ha- what happens inside you when somebody changes it outside of that? What? I'll, I'll adjust it. Why? Because it's, it's wrong. Simple as that. Do you not find it that it's unhealthy to be like that? Well, I mean, you can look at obsessive compulsive behaviours where it obviously does become incapacitating. And I think what we're talking about could barely even be classified at it, but it's more about having an organised system. So I like to have mine on even numbers. Evens, yeah. I don't like odds. Yeah. So that's across the board. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what it is. It's got to be on an even number. Yeah, all right. So if... 14 is too loud and 12's not loud enough. It's either we're not listening to it or we're going to get our ears blown out. So I think it's that factor which leads to me having I developed the system per device. Yes, yeah, so I like to have my system across the board. Hmm. So everything's got to be an even number. That, that probably gives you a fair amount of freedom though. Most things... It gives, I, I doubt you ever get caught out by that. No, nah, not really. But um, Another one that I've got which is completely mental because I know that luck has nothing to do with it when it comes to sport and mm. what I do has absolutely no bearing on a football game that's either uh, okay. been played, being played or any or uh, the other side of the world. Right, so you're copying into, crossing the realm of superstition really. It's not superstition, it's just and I, I, because I'm not superstitious about it. It's just something I do well, and what I'm, is it? I'm mad about it. So if Liverpool are playing during the 24-hour period leading up to that game, <laughs> I will not wear any Liverpool attire whatsoever, which is probably about 40% of my <laughs> of my wardrobe. That's that's the very definition of a superstition, my man. But there's no reason behind it because I know it makes no difference. That, I just do it because I do it. That yeah. And if they win, then I'll put it on. Even if they don't win, I'll, I might put it on, but I generally don't just because then I don't want to walk outside and get fucking... Heckled. Heckled by someone, but <laughs> but generally I'll put it on after. But it's it's to the point where even if I've recorded the game, I won't put that shirt on until after I've watched it. Mm-hmm. And then something happened the other day and I, I, I kind of have managed to justify it now. So we were watching well, a game. You, you think this shit works now? Well, I've, <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where I won't let anybody in the house wear a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on that date that they are playing and because it's in the UK it means it's a 24 hour period because so anyway Hadrian gets up in the morning we're watching the Wolves game and he goes and has a shower and at half time comes out and he's wearing his Liverpool top and I'm not happy already but I'm just like whatever I'm did, not you, gonna... did you say anything? I said to him what are you doing that we don't wear Liverpool shirts until <laughs> the game's over and he's just like eh. do you think he did it on purpose? no he just didn't he, he was just like eh, whatever Anyway, so he sits down, watching the game. Next thing you know, it's a draw. Like, Wolves score, and it puts us into a draw position. Yep. And I'm just like, I just hit the pause button, and I'm like, go and get that fucking t-shirt off now. <laughs> I'm not fucking joking. And I actually got a little bit angry at him, and I made him take the shirt off. Anyway, started watching the game again. We scored. We won. And I was just uh-huh. like, justified in my actions. I felt justified and, and for no reason again Sam- because it's mental sample size of one <laughs> but it, you know if it's the first time 
somebody's put their shirt on that day and they, and they start losing. If he can do it another 49 times, I'll be impressed. Yeah. Once. But I don't want to risk it. Mm. I'm not prepared to risk it. That's the thing. Because I want my team to be invincibles this year. This is what the scientific method's about, though. You've got to be able to reproduce the results. I'm not saying there's any scientific basis. You on just said it was justified. No, I said it was. I said it was justified <laughs> to me mentally, but there's absolutely no scientific justification definitely, to it whatsoever. Definitely mental. Mm. Um, but do you have anything like that at all? Like oh, any- yeah. So besides the volume one, I'd say another one that is um, frequent for me is my computer setup at work. I'll have specific windows and applications in specific positions on the different screens. And if someone like jumps onto my computer to help or do something, if they move the shit around, I'll like put it back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's anything. See, again, I'd argue it's just being organized, just knowing where your shit is, but other people have seen me do that and they're just like, you're a fucking maniac. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I, I haven't got a mad a big issue with that. I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. I used to hate people moving shit at my desk. Mm-hmm. I used to work, and I'd be like, uh, "Can you put that back where you fucking got it from?" Yep. I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. So I, I think not putting it back is inconsiderate. In fact. Yeah, but it's coming for you. That's it's you, you understand the value in having your shit where it needs to be, right? Shit where I want it because it's yep. my stuff. So if you borrowed someone else's, you'd pay them that courtesy where someone else where it's not even something they think about they're just like just chug it back yeah because they're they're idiots let's face it yeah <laughs> Any, anything else anything that's really just it, there's absolutely no reason beyond it whatsoever it's just mm. like like the bloke from everybody loves Raymond who just have to put his food to his chin oh, before yeah. he ate it or some bullshit yeah. no I mean some stuff like when I when I eat a meal I try and get like an even distribution for some meals, but then other meals, like you see me with burgers and fries, like I'll always eat the fries first. So when I eat dinner, if I'm there when Catherine, if Catherine's cooked and she's mm. dishing it out and things start overlapping, I'm just like, uh, uh, stop. And I pull them apart. Right. So your perfect dinner plate would be one with like actual separate compartments. Not like, like necessarily. Like, I like my vegetables all in one little pile. It doesn't matter if they're mixed. But I just don't like them intruding into the mashed potato or into the the meat section or whatever. They're like they've got their little plate. Like I like to have the plate. I don't want it in separate sections. But I just don't like I, what I what pisses me off is like you. I've got my own little system of how I eat my dinner. If I've got vegetables and something, the vegetables get eaten before I touch anything else because yeah. the way I. Well, you're getting it over and done with. Uh, well, the way I justify it is I'm <laughs> keeping the nice stuff till the end mm-hmm. so that if I get full, I'm not going to go, eh, fuck it, I'm not eating it. So I've already eaten the vegetables. Yep. Tough shit, they're in. I think that's pretty common. But um, but no. I don't want to get shocked at the end and then go eat, get through the last piece of meat and there's a dirty piece of fucking vegetable underneath it. You know what I mean? Fucking hell. That's why I'm like, no, they've got to be separate. Because I want the last, <laughs> not just that, but there's other reasons. But that, uh, yeah, for me, I've got a cousin who's pretty mental about food. Where he he want the different types of food on the plate can't touch, and he does them bang, bang, bang like one. I don't care if they touch, but I just don't like them. Like, no, so that's 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 his thing. And I'll tell you what else shits me, and it fucking drives me mental. And I don't know why people do it. This is if you get a chicken schnitzel and chips. Yeah. Why the fuck do they insist on putting the schnitzel on top, top of, of the, the chips? chips? 
there's two reasons why that shits me. One, because the foods are mixed at that point, which is crap. Breaking, breaking rule number one. Number two, yeah. who eats a fucking schnitzel like that? You don't start chomping through a fucking schnitzel and then mosh all the fucking chips up into mashed potato underneath. Yeah. Like, if, if, if anything, if they ha- absolutely have to layer it up, the chips should be on top. Yeah. 100%. Maybe you could open a schnitzel shop and that's the whole gimmick. You put the chips in the right place. Because <laughs> the other thing too is, like a schnitzel's usually straight out of the fryer and it's pretty fucking oily. Mm. They dump it on the chips and then when you pick the schnitzel up to move the chips aside, they're just covered in grease. Yeah. Because that catches you out in places that let you do your own chicken salt as well. And you've got to like lift up lift up the schnitzel like a little fucking trap door yeah. so you can put chicken salt on your chips. <laughs> and like you said, it's just coming out of the frying pan so the bastard's hot. You're burning your fingers so you can put chicken salt on the chips. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but it, 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 I, I'm surprised that nobody's picked them up on that. Like, they're working in a bistro. Surely somebody's go, you know, that's a really shitty thing to do to a customer. I assume that it's just because it kind of it looks better that way. But it, nice golden schnitzel perched on top there it's always a massive disappointment to me when it gets put on my table in front of me if somebody's done that I'm just like oh for fuck's sake well they don't pull any of that shit at the German club their schnitzels are so clean like boom 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 yeah yeah so but they know what they're doing they're old school yeah well (laughs) they're not using chips either I guess no Catherine got a chicken schnitzel and chips from there once like as a kids meal ah and they were still separate okay so anyway, um, I was going to go on to something else, and I forgot what it was. Um, you talked about spaces versus um, tabs for coding. Yeah. Talking about food and OCD, there's always a big debate about where you should keep your sauce in the cupboard or in the fridge. Well, the bottle's quite clear. Refrigerate after opening, my man. We can still be friends. That's that's a relief. So, I literally. <laughs> Last Thursday, just gone, mm. I came home from shopping and Catherine hadn't come home from where she was and I started putting the shopping away, sure. which I don't usually put the shopping away. It's not, I carry the bags up, she puts the shopping away. I fucking had a meltdown and filled the bin up with shit from the pantry. I went fucking mental because I start finding all this shit that's been opened and it says refrigerate when, when opened and it's been sitting there for ages and I'm just like, uh, gone, what, fucking every, gone. Every single thing? Yep, fucking lots. The whole fucking mustard, fucking all sorts of shit. I don't care. It's, it says that for a reason. I'm not fucking putting that into my guts again. OCD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I can't remember who told me a story, but... Oh, I do remember, actually. Dude at work. His, um, his partner's sister came to visit, and she ended up staying for a, a little extended amount of time. And she would actually she deliberately took the sauces from the fridge and put them in the pantry because that's how she liked it I'll kick her out dude I'd kick her out of my house there and then I'd be like you want to stay in my house you leave the shit where it is or get the fuck out it's pretty ballsy right to just start rearranging someone's shit I I could almost guarantee you that I probably would have had a bust up with my family (laughs) over that well it ended up in like a passive aggressive tug of war of just continually shifting the sauces back to the fridge yeah so why didn't somebody just say something why didn't one of them just go I pay for the sauce (laughs) the sauce goes in the fridge oh man I think some things you just have to like I think you 
do the calculations and go, it's not worth the fight. Like she's gonna leave in a couple of days, put the sauce back. Well, the other option is I get on just with my life. Piff the sauce in a bin, and then nobody gets sauce. <laughs> no sauce for anybody. <laughs> or I would have taken it and hidden it in one of the other fridges I've got in the house. Always with the extremes. Well, at the end of the day, I would have said something. I would have just gone, "Look, I don't want to fall out with you over this, but the I sauce stays in the fridge, or you don't stay here." If someone did that in my house, I think there almost be like an element of shock. It's like, what? Huh? Why? Why did you move the sauce? Like, I'd just be confused. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Just leave where it is. Oh, that's fine. No worries. I'm going to come visit you next weekend. I'm going to fucking move everything out of your fridge and put it somewhere else. <laughs> well, it's like you're saying about your desk before, right? It just shits there for a reason. If you take it, you put it back where it was. I, I just find that so fucking selfish that somebody would just move something out of somebody else's fridge just because that's not the way they like it. Definitely. It's not even theirs. Fucking leave it alone. It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. But I mean, it's almost like um, the type of stuff you've got to deal with in like a share house, right? Where you live with someone for long enough, they're like little idiosyncrasies and little weird things they do. Like like the maniac that I used to live with that had to, every time she walked downstairs, turn the kettle on, but no fucking reason, apart from she had to turn the kettle on. She never used to drink tea, she never used to drink coffee, she just turned the kettle on because she'd walked past it. Was this up at Winona? That was in Coromel, yeah. Ah, oh, Coromel, yeah. She was an absolute maniac. That's proper mental, isn't it? I sat downstairs once playing board games with Joseph, and she came down three times in the time we were playing board games, and she boiled the kettle every time she came down, and then walked straight back upstairs. What What if you moved the kettle to a cupboard? Would that make a diff? I don't know. I'll tell you what else was weird, though. But did you guys actually... Did you ever talk to her about it? <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's like... She's a maniac. She was a maniac. But she was the maniac that also said that we needed a cleaner and it was in the lease. (laughs) And I looked at the lease and I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) And then she turned around and said, oh no, it was something... The owners have said we have to have it. So I rung the owners and he's like, I don't give a fuck if you have a cleaner or not. As long as the house is clean, I don't give a shit. So me and Joseph went, we're not paying for it anymore. She lost her shit. shit Oh, I can't walk up and down the stairs with a vacuum cleaner. Then two weeks later, I saw her carry a fucking suitcase up the stairs that was 30 kilos. Oh, right, so she's trying to claim that she physically couldn't yeah. move a vacuum cleaner. It was all bullshit. It was just she didn't want to fucking do it because she's a lazy bitch. Crazy. Well, she was a fucking loony. They're out there, Dave. That six sad world. Yes, it wasn't was long it? after that I moved out because I literally went off my nana at her and said she was a fucking lunatic. Mm. I, I reckon I saw some genuine lunatics last weekend at the Hawks game. And it's more of a fashion thing than, you know, picking... I think of a funny thing to say. <laughs> you just lost it there. Snip it, snip it. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely doing the edit. At the Hawks game, everyone's wearing their um, jerseys, right? Singlets. One dude's wearing... Not proudly, obviously. Uh, it's been a... <laughs> Sorry, I had to chuck that one in there. I can't say much with most football team. Though, so. Um, so there's just like a middle-aged dude wearing his singlet, but he's also wearing full length jeans and like lace up leather shoes but he's just wearing a singlet so he's got the guns out see it's it a looks, singlet's okay in shorts but not jeans and a fucking pair of boots so strange yeah I'm sure like, he can't have been the first person I've ever seen who's had that combo but for some you, reason, usually you see somebody that kind of combo they're either in the gutter pissed out of their brains or a meth addict or something like that or 
off the chops on crack. <laughs> They've had some questionable life decisions. Or they're an absolute mental case. Because what would be more standard, like you said, shorts, beautiful, or some sort of other shirt underneath the, the singlet. Yeah, the lockers t-shirt. Yeah, that's pretty standard. The singlet with like... So it's like you've like mixed two halves. Did, did he have the singlet tucked in? No. Oh, God. It could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah. Did he have a hat on? Nah. Yeah. Um, so he was all business except the top, just between his waist and his neck. It was bizarre. Very strange. Um, And I think you see a lot of dudes do the singlet action when they're like trying to show off the muscles as well. Like, you know, they're a bit of a bodybuilder, beefy boy or whatever's going on. So they wear the singlet and they want to... It's like that's their free pass to show off the guns. But this was just like a regular dude. Just like soft and white and pasty. Yeah, see, I avoid the singlet in public. I won't wear a singlet in public. Because I, I don't have nothing good to show off. All they're going to get is a bit of saggy side boob. <laughs> <laughs> that's very considerate, Dave. <laughs> spare, spare the it's my population. own vanity, actually, that I won't wear it. Yeah, but obviously that means you've thought about it I don't know what this bloke did when he was leaving the house I'll tell you what I'll tell you what he didn't do he didn't think about it that's for sure <laughs> or, or either that or if he did think about it like rest my case absolute maniac yeah so you've you've equivocally unequivocally said that the the, the singlet down the street's no go not for me no well, what are some other fashion bugbears that you say gotta go t-shirts tucked into your jeans if you haven't got a shirt or something over the top of the t-shirt. With like some white runners, friggin' Jerry Seinfeld style. Yeah, even white runners in jeans just on their own is a bit dicey yeah. these days, isn't it? I I almost say no to jeans full stop. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll wear jeans every now and again. But they've got to be dark sneakers or like, mm. or like smart casual sneakers. Not a pair of white Reeboks. No, or white New Balance. <laughs> oh God, I think there's something about that combo that just screams sex offender. Well, the white New Balance—it's the, like the the forty dollars shoe, the cheapest pair of sneakers you can buy. It's Granddad styles. Yeah. But the jeans are definitely Kmart jeans, yeah. so they've n- not even gone and got some Primo jeans to go with it. Something strange like a boot cut. So like, there's just way too much fabric flapping around. Either that, or they're just they're old as fuck jeans. They're like nineteen nineteen eighty nine jeans or whatever. And, and generally they'll have a t-shirt tucked in. But yeah. I'll tell you what is worse, and I couldn't understand it. It must It's obviously an Australian thing, because when I moved over here from England, All I right. was like, first time I saw it, I was like, is this bloke for real? And then I realised it's actually a thing, is <laughs> the dress shorts mm. with the big long socks up to halfway up oh, towards the, your knees and the, a pair of shoes. The bus driver. That's but it's not just bus drivers you see doing it. Like, my old boss used to wear it. <laughs> it's definitely an old boy manoeuvre it's very fucking strange I've never but then again shorts aren't in England you won't see old people wearing shorts nah. they'll wear they'll wear long pants and it, like it has to be 30 degrees and they'll roll their sleeves up of their dress shirt just a little bit <laughs> and you might and you might get you might see them put a hanky on their head or something <laughs> If you don't get that reference, and I bet none of you do, look up Alf. I think it was Alf Garnet. Look up him on uh, on Google and see a picture I, of him. In I think sp- most people have seen that stereotype, sort of you know, sunburnt Brit with the handkerchief on their head. Yeah, I think I think the shorts with the socks thing. My my 
interpretation of it was look we're gonna acknowledge it's fucking hot it's sweaty out of here so trousers that would be unfair but we're still trying to keep it kind of professional here, boys. So what's with the hockey so socks? It, so make it look schmick. What's with the hockey socks? I think that's the attempt to keep it formal. It does, but it looks dumb. Because you know why, where they do that? They do that in the, the Royal Navy, right? That was that was probably where it came from. No, no. Rephrase that. Hmm. It wasn't the Royal Navy. It was the Royal Australian Navy. No, no. Man, as a fan of um, the Crown, you should have remembered this from when uh, Prince Philip was doing oh, his yeah, little Oh, yeah, they did too, yeah. So I'd say that's but that was only uh, they'd only be allowed to do that if they're in the Mediterranean or hot. Right. So there's a special uniform exemption. So they're still trying to I keep. I think that's only officers, though. I don't think anybody else they had to wear they had to wear full pants. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I reckon that's kind of the the zone where it came from, but I don't think you really see it that much anymore. I, I honestly I don't think I'd ever seen it till I moved out here, and I was a bit like, Cause what? Because that was like thinking. Yeah. Back in the day when you know tradies were wearing stubbies and stuff like that. Things have changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. The other thing with jeans these days, people buying jeans have the big ass rips in them. Oh, yeah. That's mental. And it's not like, I remember like, uh, was it maybe 10 ish years ago that like the distressed look was popular, where you have like, you know, some stray threads or a bit of fraying going on. Yeah. It's like that's just continued and just gotten more and more extreme. Do you know this? This is the old manest thing you've ever said. Yeah, but you see, oh, you see these people with their jeans and they've cut their fucking holes in them. (laughs) I've got jeans with cuts in them. No, I'm talking like you see kids with jeans have like a giant hole where the knees are supposed to be, and it's like strands of thread holding like the bottom bits of the leg on. Yeah, what's the point? Just get shorts. Fashion. If you want the knees to be free. I'll tell you what's worse than they that. Probably get, they probably get tangled. They probably get caught up on stuff. I'll tell you what's worse than that. It's ridiculous. Denim shorts that are so short that the pockets are hanging out the bottom of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's a very different strategy. That's about showing Showed, off the merchandise. Showing off as much ass and flange as possible. <laughs> <laughs> they call them Gosfords because they're near the entrance. That's a bit of an Australian joke. Oh my god! <laughs> if you've ever been to the Central Coast, oh, I have. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're right. We probably are boomering it up. You are. Gosh, just show some self-respect, kids. <laughs> god damn. Well, I'm gonna have to get used to this shit in a few, few in a month or so. The crap that yeah. I'm gonna witness in the coming months. Yeah, I had a. Yeah, I remember we went to the Yours and Ours festival a couple of years back and it was... Didn't you ring me saying you saw someone's pussy? I think that was a different music festival. That was at Wollongong. I asked you how it went and you said that I saw, saw a vagina. It could have been the same show. But the style of the times there was for people to try and dress as daggy as possible. But it's like a real... Um, what do you call it? It's a paradox that they're trying to look as daggy as possible, but they've actually put the most effort as possible into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like an artificial dagginess that's taken effort where original OG dagginess is just because you don't give a fuck. But these guys care so much about it, they've had to create that look. It's it's such, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, most fashion is weird, really, when you boil it down. Yeah. I, I think it's just better to have the attitude of, as long as I'm comfortable and I'm happy with what I'm wearing, who gives a shit? Maybe sing like the other guy. Yeah, see, not for me. I like wearing my I, I like wearing my <laughs> soccer shirts. They're comfy. They're light. The breeze gets through them. It 
gets the sweat away from my body because I'm a fat, sweaty heap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whatever, man. (laughs) Yeah, so that Hawks fan who was rocking the the jeans and the singlet, what the fuck? I think you'd wish you had four hands so you could give him four thumbs down sort of steal that joke mm. the um talking about the hawks i was going to tag you in on a little thing that came up on facebook earlier on about the the end of season dinner i got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> not going why i do the Hawk, hawks players don't ever want to be there lamello is already back in america <laughs> is the season actually over over no Good he, he flew out of the country sent fucking coach or whoever text message I'm out good luck have a good life whatever <laughs> just disappeared team what a team team member I don't blame him train wreck of a club yeah um yeah so thanks for bringing that up again for no reason what <laughs> the pressing ass Hawks team you brought it up about the fucking thing anyway uh, uh I briefly brought the fact that I'm going to have to put up with dumb shit fucking um, uh, fashions and I know it seems to be brought up every week something about the university but this is a segue into something else so I got an email from the uni a couple of days ago about the coronavirus issues and because obviously Wollongong University has a like most universities I'd imagine Australia has quite a high uh High amount of Chinese students. Or just international students, full stop, really. Yeah. But I'd say there's probably a high end of Chinese more than anything. Well, in Australia, yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, then popped up on the news feed this, this afternoon uh, all these people in China that have got their homemade coronavirus masks. Have you seen them? Homemade jobs. Oh, mate, I've I, I got, got some descriptions to give you. <laughs> There's pictures on the news website. They're fucking hilarious. I'll show you every one after I've given you the description. But the first one made me laugh because for some reason, some people seem to think that you can filter out the coronavirus by hollowing out an orange and strapping it to your face. It's not going to work, granddad. Not going to work. So what's better than an orange though? A fucking melon. So you could try a melon. (laughs) But I guess... What are these people thinking? I don't know. But these people are out in public like this. That's like a whole bunch of people with the melons. Yeah. But uh, it gets better. It gets better. So the next the next best thing would be to get your usual SARS-style cough mask. and then. Well, the, the general idea with these things is it's the people who are sick that are supposed to wear the mask. Yeah, but I think these people don't uh, don't want to catch it either. It, it's, not, it's not that effective, though. I know. I know. We both know Especially that. Especially not when it's fruit. <laughs> So, but the next the next step was to get a SARS mask. Yeah. Or what I like to call a SARS mask. Which the is, classic sort of surgical yeah. mask style. And because it's just not strong enough, you have to put a sanitary towel in the, <laughs> inside it. Oh. So that that's the next step. But that's probably not enough either. So I think the next best thing is to get giant water bottles and then stick them on your head. <laughs> it's like a diving bell. <laughs> But it gets better. We're going to have to... Po- I'll post oh, these up on Facebook. Jesus. But That's like a, a water cooler. A water cooler one. And he's cut the bottom off it. So they've still got the, the tube bit at the top. 
over his melon. But then there's another guy that's thought, you know what, that doesn't go far enough. I've got to make it filter filter properly. So I'll cut some holes in my bottle Mm. and I'll put some Coke bottles in there and then I'll put some tissue paper in in the Coke bottles. Dude, it's not going to work. No, none of this is going to work. This is why it's ludicrous and hilarious. And there's a bloke in an airport with a bottle on his head. There's one doing his shop, doing his shopping, with a bottle on his fucking head, and then I've got mixed feelings about this, Dave. But then there's a, this one's probably the most legit one that actually I think might actually do something. There's a guy wandering around China in a sanding mask. It's got some proper filtration stuff in it, so it won't stop anything biological. No, I know, but it's probably the best out of all these solutions. Um, and then this one really started. I was like, are these people fucking for real? Yeah, you've been you've been to an airport and you've seen that the airport supply these big plastic bags to put your your um your, toiletries and stuff in. No, 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 like huge bags to put your what? your prams in or your for for kids. Okay. So if you take a pram or a baby seat, they put these they've got these massive clear plastic bags that they put them in and they seal them off so nothing falls out of them or whatever. So you could use one of them to stick over your kids or yourself. It doesn't work that way, guys. No, no. But even even better, and it's the last one I'm going to show you. You know those laundry bags, the plastic laundry, or I don't even call them plastic, but they're like a plastic laundry bag that you put all your laundry in, zip it up like uh, a square style bag. The ones that are always like red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah. So you I can, always call them refugee bags. Yeah. So you know you can get them, which cl- is probably offensive, but you can get clear ones. Yeah. And you can put your child in it. Put a whole human child in it. Who's going to suffocate to death? Well, at least they're not going to die from coronavirus. So that made me laugh my ass off this afternoon when I saw that. Like I say, I'm feeling conflicted. Like, that shit's hilarious. But, I mean, are people doing all this dumb shit just out of desperation? You know what I mean? Like, who's spreading that disinformation as well? Like, put a melon on your gob and you can't get coronavirus. I mean, this, I can I can understand some logic behind it because, and this, this is the only bit, like, I know it's not going to work, but... <laughs> The only logic behind it that I can see is if you've got something over your mouth and your nose, you're not going to be able to breathe as much shit in that could be just right in front of you. Not true. Because, I mean, your lungs are still taking the same amount of air, right? Yeah, yeah. The air's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, look, I know that, but that bit of air that was right there where that bit of orange is, it's not coming from there anymore. It's coming from the sides. Like I said, that's not how those masks are designed to work anyway. The idea is someone who is sick wears them. So if they cough or splutter or sneeze, yeah. it's catching those but particles. You, but you, as soon as that's wet from a cough, they're no longer do, doing their job anymore. Did oh, you know that? Man. So if you cough into a SARS mask, you immediately need to change it because it is no longer effective. Because next time you cough, it pushes all the particles that are on that fucking thing straight through it. It's fucked up. So even wearing SARS mask isn't going to stop anybody from getting SARS or coronavirus. Anyway. So yeah, like I said, if people are that desperate, they'll try that dumb shit. I mean, it must be getting scarier, right? I think I'd be a bit worried if I was living somewhere where there's a <coughs> huge outbreak of some deadly disease that just came from nowhere. Mm. Although in saying that, there was a thing that my wife read and she explained to me today that they've put out a, uh, a safety alert in China saying um, to if you cough into a mask, you've got to change it and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. please don't have any unprotected sex with any animals. 
because you could spread coronavirus through unprotected sex with animals. So that leaves the question, (laughs) is protected sex with animals okay then? Um, Maybe in a few months' time. (laughs) Why is that even being said said out there? Please don't have unprotected sex, otherwise you might get coronavirus with animals. A lot of lonely dudes in China, eh? Jesus. What the fuck's going on there? That's what I've got to know. Uh, I haven't read heaps into it, but um, at work today colleague was telling me that they think that they think that what happened was there was a bat that got eaten by a snake but then got eaten by a person well see it's that's, funny that's where it all came nah, from see i i know where they <laughs> but on that same week that the coronavirus had this uh, this new coronavirus come out Dude. there was a thing on the news about some woman that had eaten a bat in china so it's the, definitely the bats well i think people are just putting two and two together and coming up with some bullshit that's what i reckon is just, coming. just a coincidence i think maybe just been eating bats. I think somebody's been fucking a bat. That's what I reckon's happened. <laughs> oh, what if someone fucked the bat and then someone ate the bat? Oh, it's like a sloppy second bat dinner. There's the podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like limp biscuit, but in bat form. It's nothing good, man. <laughs> anyway. Um it brings me on to another Another thing that I'd like to bring up, I was told this week by a senior sergeant in the police force uh, here we go. that they don't work on what ifs. Okay. So if somebody's threatened you and you're worried that they may come back and fulfill that threat, they won't act on that what if. So yeah, well, it's be- not fucking minority report, man. Like if someone hasn't actually committed a crime yet. Okay, so... My understanding of the police force was that they are there not only to solve crimes, but to stop crimes from happening. To a degree, yeah. 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 So if there is a what if, they should probably act on that and just go, "Eh, let's go nip it in the bud before it happens. And do what about? Well, speak to the other party, whatever the case might be. But the question that I wish I'd I'd thought of, and I didn't until half an hour after they left which really bugs me because now I'd l- fucking love to say it to them. <laughs> if so you this don't is, this act- is a delayed, delayed, delayed comeback. Yeah, yeah. If you don't act on what ifs, why do you send public orders and the riot squad to football games and cricket and blah 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 because if you don't work on what ifs, they don't need to be there until a crime's been committed. Sounds like this dude was just on a rush to go and get lunch, man. I'm just saying... You do work on what ifs. That is exactly what the police force do. That is exactly what you are paid to do. Well, here you go. It's the same thing with um, enforcing speeding fines. It's like, or oh, what if you went around the corner and crashed into someone because you're going too fast? Yeah. It's like, but we haven't crashed into anyone. Ah, but what if you do? Boop, speeding fine. Yeah. So I'm going to remember this. You're stitched up, bro. I'm going to remember this next time they say what if. I'm just going to say, oh, okay. So what if this? What if that? And I'm just going to give them more scenarios. Go. That is exactly what your job is to work on what ifs. So do your fucking job and do what I and the rest of the taxpayers fucking pay you to do. Go and do what you fucking need to do instead of trying to get out of paperwork because you're a lazy cunt. Oh, you know how I feel about the police, Dave. Yes, I used to be all pro police, but I'm they're starting to really get on my nerves. The main problem with the police force is the kind of person who wants to be a police officer. I think that's general. But I think there's some people out there that are willing to do the work and are happy to do that stuff. But I think... 
oh man, it's probably like politicians. They start with pure intentions and in the end they all become corrupted by the system that they're part of. I would suggest that it's probably the ones that are in the job and can't get anywhere because they're too stupid or too yep. can't pass the test. They're the ones that are like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to fucking ride this wave mm-hmm. as long as I can until I retire because it's at this point just, it's all I got. All yeah. that's going on for me. Cause I've, I have, I do know some police that, uh, I know them socially outside of the police force and their attitude is, and they've, pretty much told me they hate their fucking job their general duties they fucking can't stand it they fucking pretty much hate life mm. and from what I can tell they've taken it out on other people when they're working <laughs> explains a lot and I think that's generally the case because they don't like working shift work don't get a fucking job that 90% of it is shift work or 100% of it is shift work really Right. like fuck me like you have to be a fucking idiot to go in. I don't want to do shift work but I'm going to join the police don't do fucking join the police then you fucking idiot go and start laying bricks or something man did you see any footage of that uh, car chase in Wollongong that happened today no oh dude you gotta get amongst it where was that on I think it was um, one of the roundabouts in town I saw some uh Footage from a smartphone. Trying to yeah, like... What site was that on? Oh, just this was. I saw this on Facebook. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen apparently that. it went down today. But yeah, apparently it was one of those deals where the cops had to cease the pursuit because it was just getting too too dangerous. Like, love it. This dude was like up on the footpath, all that sort of crazy in shit. A, in a car or bike? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know the full details, but yeah. So I can imagine something like that would be frustrating to a, a cop as well, but. There's, there's like limits to what they can do in a situation like that. You know, you get to that point where they call well, them off in the interest of public safety. In the interest of a what if. Yeah, what if, what if there's... Another a what if that they Boom. don't work on. Boom. I mean, it just rests my case really at this point, shouldn't I? I'll tell you what we do need the police <laughs> for though. Donut buying? Sort out this car park at work. The situation's intensified. Oh, and you've done nothing, haven't you? At this stage, I'm still oh, a pa- passive observer. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you need to say something, Alan. If you well, this time, this time it wasn't safety related. It wasn't people speeding in the car park. There was a uh, like a everyone like a everyone like a group message that went out on email telling people to be more careful about opening their car doors. Apparently, there's been heaps of cars getting door dings. Oh yeah. So, boom! Like, fairly. Uh, Why didn't you jump on that? You should have jumped on it and oh. replied <laughs> with, not only is there a problem with car dings, people are driving too fast in here and parking in spaces they shouldn't be. But I think it was reaffirming in a sense that there are actually people out there keeping an eye on this stuff. So who sent the email? Was it just somebody general we, in the office? or was got it someone from who management? kind of acts as like the building manager, but it's not really their full-time role. But they generally send out those type of announcements. So it was them that sent it? Yeah. Why don't you go speak to them about the speeder yeah. and could, the parking? Could be a good avenue. Just say, oh, I noticed this. E-. See, this is, you could jump on this. You could just go down and say, <laughs> I noticed the email you sent out about the car digging. I have a bit of an issue about where people are parking and the speed that some people are driving through here. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you could do with sending an email out for it? Oh, I mean, you could send the email out, but I don't know how that gets enforced. But, I mean... People might go, oh, better rein it in because somebody's watching. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should let it run, though. 
that, that way you can always have you can have a regular segment the the car park chronicles oh, really keep tabs on it <laughs> some first world problems up in here that's pretty much you got these poor bastards in China dying because of a grapefruit yeah <laughs> motherfuckers are worried about their car doors getting scratched I'll tell that you is, what though I feel their pain that I'll is a dog thing to do to someone's car but hey it is if you bang the tar and you meet and you do leave a dent in it but let me just put this to you if somebody did that to your car it has happened to my car what's your reaction to that resign disappointment do, would you do nothing what can you do what are you talking about well there's plenty you can do if it's the car still there what would you do how do you know it's that car because the fucking paint that's left behind oh look <laughs> it's never been and it's your paint to... is on their door no no well it's never been to that degree but so I've had that mm. so my car at the time was a bit shitty but it pissed me off no end so I slammed my door into their fucking car and then drove off tit for tat it's like fuck you cunt you don't care about me I don't give a fuck about you well as long as your forensic work was okay yeah <laughs> you weren't just getting an innocent car no 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 <laughs> But I've also had it too where someone's dinged their car. Like, actually, this happened to me at the airport a few months back. I was sitting in the car watching YouTube at Krispy Kreme Donut car park waiting for somebody oh, to come yeah, in. Yeah. And somebody's opened the door, bang, into my door. <laughs> While you're sitting in the car. I was sitting in the car. And then they're just like, oh, sorry. Like, like no fucks given whatsoever. But uh, I better give him a sorry because he's there. I open uh, the door and I'm just like, and they're in this shit box uh, fucking car. That's, <laughs> and I'm in a fucking fucking Lexus worth 120 grand and I'm just like yeah no fucking worries I'll fucking sort out my $120,000 car because you can't give a fuck when you open your door you fucking inconsiderate prick is pretty much what I said to them and they were like Arr. so they got back in their car and drove off <laughs> fleeing the scene it's like fuck me just I'm not surprised though man me and Matt were having lunch just this week and uh, I don't know if you remember out the front of uh, Cranky's Canteen where it's reverse yeah. 45 degree parking I don't, I don't understand why it has to be reverse but yeah well because you're only coming in from one side of the road yeah still anyway um, it was a horror show man we were sitting there and I reckon dead set two thirds of the cars attempting to park crooked as fuck there was one dude in a ute that was like probably millimetres away from scraping the car next to him and he's like had three or four stabs at it we actually we did see a car one time back into one of the owner's cars at Cranky's, and like she saw it happening. This old boy's coming in at like way wrong angle. Yeah, she's yelling. Other people start yelling. Old boy's just do 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 crunch into nice nice uh, white Audi sedan. I I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. They were trying to catch this dude outside City Coast Motorcycles. Mm. He's done his three pointer, three point oh, turn. Yeah. Backed into a motorbike, knocked it over, brrr, just drove off like nothing happened. Didn't even know. I don't even know if he knew he did it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Knocked the bike over. So people are dumb fucks. Did they, did they did they catch the dude? Did he? He didn't drive off. No, he again. This old bloke was oblivious. Gets out of the car. They're still yelling. He looks at it and then he realizes what's happened. But like, oh, how do you not get it lined up in one of those yeah. spots? <laughs> Actually, yesterday we were at the mall and this person was driving one of those FJ cruisers. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight away, tell what type of person they are. What? And there's plastic fucking things. 
They're like the miniature Hummer. All right. Yeah. They bought one because they can't afford a Hummer. They're obnoxious. Anyway. Anyway. Can't park it. Can't get in this car park spot. So we pulled up behind waiting for them. And then they're just like three turns and they just got that fuck it and then just drove off. They bailed. They bailed on it. And was it an actual, was the spot actually too small or just too long ago? No, no, because our car's bigger than the FJ Cruiser and we backed straight into it as soon as they left and I'm just like I was hoping that they were watching us just go straight in because I'm just like if you can't drive a car that size don't fucking own it and there's so many people there so many people that do buy these big four wheel drives and then they get to the car parks and they're like (laughs) let's fucking do big don't fucking buy it you don't need a car that big how are you going to be king of the road though Dave well you can only be king of the road if you can be king of the car that you drive for starters but I mean that that's been the trend for a few years now is towards those bigger bigger sort of more American style vehicles yeah beef them up it's ludicrous I mean that was the big thing I said to Catherine when we were talking about getting the four wheel drive ute and she's like yeah I'd love to get one and I was like well We'll see how you go when you test drive it. Because if you drive it like a spastic, I ain't buying one. <laughs> and funnily enough, I was the first person to put a ding in it. Fuck. But it was with the trailer on the back. Yeah, that's always a bit tricky. I jackknifed the fucking trailer because I was in a rush trying to pick up a motorbike from the auctions and put a little bit of a dent in the bumper bar. <laughs> Actually, that just reminded me on the way home from work today, I saw another ambulance struggling, trying to pull out of a driveway stop two lanes of peak hour traffic because I have to do like a five point turn to get out of a driveway did they have the lights flashing at least nothing so yeah so you at least have the consideration to put some lights on pretend like it's well no you don't even have to pretend but at least give people (laughs) enough warning like I'm doing something shit here and I'm blocking the road like I did it yesterday I I took someone's motorbike to City Coast Motorcycles for them Mm. and I had the trailer and I had to back the trailer into their driveway and I'm going to block both roads, it's both lanes backing it in. Yeah. I put my hazards on. I gave the people that were there straight away, I let them go. And then if somebody yep. was coming from the roundabout miles away, I was like, fuck them. They're just going to have to wait. And I just pull out. And when I used to drive the tow truck, if I had to block the road, flashing lights come on. You got to do something, yeah. No, this chick in the ambulance just wandered out onto the road, couldn't make the turn, backed it up, made another little turn, backed it up, made another turn, carried on like it was nothing. Yeah. Maybe those ambulances haven't got a very good turning circle or something. Man, it comes back to what I said originally about it. It's like, surely there should be some degree of training that happens if you're going to be the dude. I thought you had to... Well, I was under the impression from somebody that knows that you have to have a light rigid or medium rigid license to drive them. So you'd have to have some sort of driver education and training to get your light rigid and medium rigid because I've got my medium rigid and I had to fucking drive a truck for a whole day to get it they're not that big but it's just a Mercedes Sprinter yeah I know but you still have to have that license they, they make you get it in case you have to it's in oh, case oh right just so you're trained to a higher, higher no 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 level. it's not, not that it's because in case you have to drive a certain type of ambulance because if you get seconded say to this place they've got they've got this truck up in Sydney and it's specifically been built for transporting morbidly obese patients and it's called the fat bus is what they call it in the in the industry apparently Charming. Um, and it's all it's a big ass fucking truck thing and you got, and you need is a it, medium rigid license to drive does it have a wide load sign on the front 
<laughs> Probably. I mean, it's from all indications, from what I've been told, it's a big ass piece of machine. Surely that's a specialized posting. So for but them, you I may, understand. But if you're, so what happens is you get called out. Somebody's had a a, a medical incident, and you get there, and it turns out it's someone from my 500 pound life that can't get off their couch and yep. fucking their skin swallowed the fucking swallowed something or other whatever the case might be <laughs> I'm just making shit up now anyway somebody's been feeding them for the last year and they've just got okay this- they're massive <laughs> <We get it. laughs> anyway they can't get up blah 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 need to get in the fat bus and the so you're the first person there first point of call then the other Thing turns up whatever back, the back, back up arrives yeah back up arrives with the big the big rig crane and um they need it moved you're employed to work for the ambulance this is such an elaborate scenario well whatever the case i'm just making this scenario <laughs> but that's the reasoning behind it is you may have to drive the truck i don't think they need a medium rigid license i think they just need to practice getting into and out of fucking driveways oh well that's probably has been my sample size of two observation I don't know why they would back into a driveway anyway if they could just park on the road. Yeah, well, it's busy roads. I can't say why they wouldn't want to do that, but this chick's attempt at getting out and back on was... Was it the same Ambo that you saw last time? I don't think so. She was a blonde. Previous incident was brunette. So this one today was a blonde? Yeah. How old do you think she was? 27. Fuck uh, if I know. Oh, just a rough idea. <laughs> oh, was she young or young. was she... Yeah, okay. I only ask because I know someone who's an ambo down here that's possibly blonde. Renowned for being a shit driver. No, I was just... If it, if the age worked out to be the same, I was straight away going to start pointing the finger. Well, if there's, a, if there's a back channel to let them know, they need to sharpen the skills. Let them know. Yeah. Give them the word. Fair enough. Anyway. What else you got? I'm all out of hate, Dave. All, all out of hate out of, today? All out of rage. Fair enough. Oh. <laughs> I've got nothing else. Well, that makes I it I did easy, a bit then. of a dog act this week, actually, saying that. Let's say I have got something. I've got, I, should, I need to get off my chest. I need. I know the people aren't listening, but I'm going to get off my chest and air it anyway. If it makes you feel better. I promised back when I had my arm surgery that I was going to go and flag bear, flag marshal at the first round of the Bears racing and St. George Championships. Yeah. I dogged out of it. When is it? It's next weekend. What's the problem? I, I don't want to go. You just don't feel like it? It's not... Look. Dude. There's, okay, I'm going to... These are my reasons. My real reasons are, number one, I've got to be there by seven o'clock in the, or six o'clock in the morning for briefing. Six o'clock? Some, some bullshit like that. Yeah. And it's at Eastern Creek, so it means I've got to fucking leave here at like 4.30 yeah. in the morning number stretch, one yeah. it's all day I won't get home till fucking 8 o'clock at night so it's a big stretch for, for me because I've got a fair way to travel that's number one number two I could be working and earning money not volunteering for some bullshit like that that's definitely the community spirit yep so <laughs> uh, I, it's hard for me because I'm working Uber and prime time is weekends sure so and every second weekend I've got Hadrian I don't have Hadrian that weekend so I need to be working I need the money so that's the other reason and thirdly I just I don't know man like in the grand scheme of things the 400 odd people that race 99% of them wouldn't bother going back there to Marshall 
if, so, I mean, and they live in Sydney, most of them. Why the fuck should I? You shouldn't feel bad about it, man. I feel a bit bad because I promised I'd do it, but now I'm not. But yeah, I mean, the money thing was the biggest thing. I've got, I've got shit to do. Well, this is the thing, right? If they didn't have the volunteers, then they would have to pay people. Maybe they should be. But they ch- apparently this year they're charging an absolute fortune for people to race, which I've only just found out about, which is making me even more nervous about actually racing this year. And I'm even wondering whether I'm going to bother at all. Oh, just on the increased expense. Yeah, like John is racing his 848 in two categories and it's costing him $750 to race for the weekend. And that's just just right. fees to turn up. That's does not including fuel, tyres, getting there. That's pretty spicy. Yeah. So, that being the case, I, I can't afford to fucking race this year. Yeah, like, that's getting extreme yeah I'm going to either need to find some sort of sponsorship or I'm going to have to find a job that can support these crazy so I think once my arm's better I think I'm just going to be doing track days this year yeah it's interesting that I I presume they've jacked up the prices because the cost for getting the track's probably gone up right it's Eastern Creek in general yeah but the problem is they do race at Wakefield and the prices stay the same mm. and Wakefield costs nothing like you can do only a track day there for 150 bucks Whereas at Eastern Creek, a track day is like fucking $300. Well, it probably is literally twice as good as Wakefield. So that's probably fair enough. Is it? I'm just having a stab at Wakefield, don't worry. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, Wakefield's a bit fucked up, but I mean, it. I think it draws more technical ability out of you. Yeah, it's not like Eastern Creek's even that special. I think that's probably what it boils down to, right? Yeah, I mean, if it was Phillip Island, you could probably justify it. Mm. But even racing at Phillip Island's cheaper than racing at Eastern Creek. Yeah, look, anyway, man... I don't think you need to worry about dogging it. Like, I've, I've had opportunities this year to get accredited for coaching for the kids' baseball. Yeah. Because so I've been assisting their coaches pretty much the whole season. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm happy to help out to that level. But fully committing, going like full in as like a coach, not interested. Yeah, fair enough. They even asked for some help redeveloping their website. And I was like, no. Nah. Don't want to. <laughs> Serious? No, no, it was fair. I'm like, dudes, they've got a Facebook page. Fuck, what else do they need? Yeah. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, go go with your heart. If you're not if you're not into it, if you're going to go and be miserable and just be anxious or stressed about, you know, you could have been doing something better with your time. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, the anxiety of getting up so early in the morning would fucking piss me off the night before too, as well. So, dude, you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. No. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's it. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Feel better? No. Still feel. I feel. I still feel dirty for not doing it because I made a commitment and I feel like I've broken have you, it. Have you told him yet? Yeah, I did. I sent him a message and said, "Look, I can't make it. Oh, I need to work. Have a whiskey. Get over it." <laughs> yeah, I'm, but you know, that's just me. I've made that commitment. I've just. It's not. I'm, it's the first time I think I've ever said, said I was going to do something like that. Is it? Is it going to prevent the race weekend from happening? No. Who gives? No, I know. Fucks. Well, I give fucks because I'm a considerate person. Since when? Well, I consider others I know, before I, I do know. shit. Just teasing you. Sometimes I don't give a fuck about that person, then I don't consider it as much. But I, I think still... you'll get to that space soon enough on it. <laughs> anyway, peace out. Yeah, catch you next time.